Welcome to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. On our last podcast, we heard about the first Christian sermon, the first altar call, and the revival that hit Jerusalem that day. You know, we see the lasting effects of that revival even today, don't we? It would have been an exciting time back then to be part of the infant church because of the great love everyone had for each other. People living and acting the way we're all supposed to be all the time. The way our parents taught us, or at least should have taught us. In fact, the lifestyle that the early Christians had was so attractive that the Bible says in Acts 2, verse 47, And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The early Christians lived such irresistible lives, aided by the Holy Spirit, that the people they lived around just couldn't handle it. They were drawn like a magnet to Jesus by the love of His people. I believe that we would see even more church to growth today if we lived the same irresistible lives of love the way that we were created to. Now, some time passed between G Peter's sermon that great day in Jerusalem on Pentecost and when chapter 3 begins. You can imagine some time passing in the infant church. Maybe a building committee had already been formed. Maybe there had already been some complaints about lack of parking space for their chariots. Maybe the Jerusalem chapter of the hospitality committee had already catered a few luncheons. Maybe. But it was on one of these days that Peter and John came walking in from the east. Maybe they were coming back from old Lazarus's house in Bethany, reminiscing about old times. Man, Lazarus, did you stink when you came out of that tomb? Maybe old Martha was there cleaning the house as usual and yelling at Mary to help her and stop mingling with the guests. And as they walked by the Mount of Olives, Peter and John paused for a minute as they remembered the spot where their Lord went back home. And they walked that three or four stones throws hike through the valley to the wall of Jerusalem and up to the gate called Beautiful. It's still there in Jerusalem, you know. I've seen it. And more importantly, it has been around in prophecy since Ezekiel preached about it 500 years before Jesus was even born a man. And that's when Peter and John saw the beggar. And they didn't pass him by. Now, we've all seen beggars. It's an ongoing debate, I know, I know, about whether to help these street people out, what they'll do with the money and the like. I remember passing by a beggar once back home in Canada and immediately feeling guilty. I felt like I had become the priest or the Levite, passing by the beaten man in the parable of the Good Samaritan. I prayed right away, God, give me another chance to bless him. And then later that day, he gave me that chance, praise God, and I didn't pass him by. I felt reinstated, kind of like Peter after denying Jesus being told thrice to feed my sheep. Maybe you've had missed opportunities like this. Friends, don't despair over them. Simply repent over your lack of faithfulness 
and ask God for another chance. Not to redeem yourself, mind you, Jesus has already redeemed you, but rather to be used fruitfully and to prove yourself faithful as an able soldier of the Lord. But Peter and John didn't pass this beggar by, and that afternoon we see the first of many miracles done by God through believers in the book of Acts. It was three in the afternoon. They were going to pray for the third time that day. They had also prayed at nine and noon. Nine was the time for the morning sacrifice, three for the evening one. These men had business on their mind, but they weren't too busy to hear the cry of a wounded lamb. We pick up the story in Acts 3, verse 3. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Now, this man got more than he bargained for. I love how verse 5 puts it. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. He was expecting to get something from Peter and John, all right, but not the same something that he got. He sure didn't expect to walk, and he sure didn't expect Jesus Christ to do the healing, since he had seen that man hanging on wood just a few short weeks earlier. A brief word, friends, about healing today. I've spoken about divine healing on this podcast before, and I hope to do so again in some more depth, but today I just want to touch on a couple of points. You know, God is concerned about our physical health, but He's even more concerned about our spiritual health, about saving people's souls, since our bodies are here for just a few decades while our souls will live forever. As such, then, we see that in Acts, whenever a miracle of healing is done, it is always done publicly and dramatically so many people can see the power of God in action. Invariably, when the masses do see the power of God in action, they realize that God is alive and well, and then the Holy Spirit does a work of conviction of sin, repentance, and faith. In other words, the Lord is always strategic in the timing of his healing miracles so that many see and get saved get spiritually healed by trusting in jesus you see god has always got his eye on the bigger prize and this healing here is no exception in fact as we'll see on our next podcast after the healing peter preached again with the result that the infant church swelled to almost about five thousand people so in God's strategic timing, he has his eye on the most precious possession that you or anyone else have, your eternal soul. And with his eye on eternity then, God seems to strategically gear his healing miracles towards the greater goal of church growth. Well, you may be saying, that's interesting, Evangelist Wagner, but does this have anything to do with me? Oh, I assure you it does. If you have ever struggled with why God hasn't healed you or a loved one yet, I suggest that one reason may very well be that he's waiting for that strategic 
public time when many additional lives will be impacted or until you are ready to share his miracle openly, enthusiastically, and unapologetically with other people so that they too might be brought to Christ. Acts 3, verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. We may not be rich people. Peter and John sure weren't. But in making an investment of time in the life of that beggar, they were able to make a permanent, positive, eternal impact on that one life. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. And they gave him Jesus. Parents, take the time to pour Jesus into your kids. Teenagers and even children who may be listening today, take the time to pour Jesus into your friends. Singles, take the time to pour Jesus into your neighbors. People, all people. Take the time to pour Jesus into the people that you love. Last century, the most valuable commodity was money. Today, it's time. People, take time for those you care about. Early on in our marriage, you know, I realized that I had fallen into the rut of being content with merely being a good provider for my wife, Nicole. And then it hit me. Nicole doesn't merely want a release from the problems and struggles that money can sometimes help accomplish. What does she want? She wants me. That's why she married me. She simply wants the assurance that we will get through everything together. Parents, what your kids need more than anything is you. Not things, but you. Wives, what your husband wants more than anything is not your cooking or your second paycheck, but you. Husbands, what your wife needs more than anything is not you doing business on your phone or stuck in front of a TV, but you with her. People, invest time in relationships with others today. Give others time, love, things that will last. And as you build these relationships, pour Jesus into that other person's life. Talk about the Jesus, the man you love best. And in so doing, let's begin to win the world one soul at a time. I ask you today, where would that beggar have been if Peter and John hadn't taken the time to pour what they had, Jesus Christ and his love, into him? I'll tell you where he would have been. He would have stayed by that gate, helpless in this life and hopeless in the next. Where will your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your family, your neighbors be if you don't pour what you have, Jesus Christ and his love, into them? We may not be rich, but every one of us can give people what we have. Please don't ever underestimate the power of God that each of you has to change a life forever if you will just take the time as we seek together to win our world to Jesus one soul at a time. 
I look forward, friends, to our next podcast where we will move further into the miraculous life of the Holy Spirit. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.